Welcome to Fanatics Football, the football segment of the Fantasy Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate, Terry, and Mete. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? All right. This is going to be a special episode. We're going to play a game of Would You Rather. So it's called Would You? Who Would You Rather Draft in Half Point PPR Fantasy Football? So we're going to go through a bunch of players from different positions, running backs, tight ends, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. And we'll just talk about which players we'd rather draft for fantasy football. We'll be talking about it in half point PPR scoring. Obviously, if you're in a standard league, you'd favor yards and touchdowns more. And if you're in a PPR league, then targets and receptions will be a little bit more valuable. But I feel like half point PPR is right in the middle. So that's what we'll do. Um, Let's just start off with some news, though. Um, earlier this week, Travis Etienne suffered an injury uh, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It looks like he'll be out 12 to 14 weeks, which is not good for him in fantasy. He's most likely going to be off uh, the radar unless you're in a really deep league. So it looks like James Robinson is back to starting uh, at running back for the Jaguars. And then another piece of news that happened earlier before we recorded uh, is that Sony Michelle was traded from the Patriots to the L.A. Rams. Uh, to sort of uh, be uh, the second running back there behind Daryl Henderson. So we might as well just use this as a way to compare two players, uh, James Robinson and Daryl Henderson for fantasy. Um, Nate, I'm going to start with you. I guess which of these two players would you rather draft? Um, I guess if you're looking at potential, maybe you could say Daryl Henderson, but I feel I feel um like james robinson might have a better um season this year in terms of um, fantasy mainly because he did have um higher fantasy although he was starting and i think he's gonna have um i guess like more targets more um rushing attempts stuff like that all right and i guess terry what's your opinion on that Uh, which player would you rather have between robinson and henderson you asked me last week, it would have been Henderson, but this week it would be Robinson. Uh, insurance policy in ETN basically just went down with the season-ending injury. So you got to go with the guy that's been killing it from last year. And honestly, Robinson's that guy. All right, Mate, let me move to you. Between those two guys, who would you rather have? Yeah, I'm also going James Robinson. Uh, the Rams just traded for Sony Michelle, so I feel like Daryl Henderson might not even be the starter. And even if he is, Michelle will steal some touches from him. And like Terry said, James Robinson just had an amazing rookie season. And now that ETN is hurt, I mean, he's going to have the same role and he probably will put up even better numbers this season. Yeah, um, I guess in terms of comparing the two, I know the Rams seem to be a little bit more run heavy as the Jaguars will probably be trailing in a lot of games, but I still like the appeal from James Robinson. Like you guys mentioned, he was pretty much an RB1 by the end of last season. Um, I know he has Carlos Hyde behind him this year, but I don't think he'll impact him as much as Sony Michelle might impact Henderson. Um, I feel like the workload for the two is probably going to be around the same between Robinson and Henderson. But I like that security that you get with Robinson. You know he's the number one guy. You know that he's pretty much guaranteed all the goal line work as well for the most part. So uh, that's one thing that I definitely I'd like to bank on. So I think I'm going to go with James Robinson also, but it is pretty close for me. 
Um, but yeah, let's just move into some higher end running backs. Uh, let's go Derek Henry versus Alvin Kamara. This time, Terry, I'm going to start with you. Between these two guys in half point PPR, who would you rather draft? Uh, if Breeze was still on the team, I would have went with King Henry, but right now I got to go AK41. This guy's going to have a ton of touches, especially with Michael Thomas out for half a year. So let's go with Skittles, or not Skittles, but let's go with, you know, uh, what's that thing he has in the mouth? I forgot. Grill? Yeah, let's go with the grill, man. All right, uh, Mete, what's your opinion on that? Which of these two guys would you rather draft? Yeah, I'm with Terry as well. I'm going with Kamara. First of all, he's a better pass catcher. And although it's half points per reception, it's still half a point for a catch, and those points add up. Second of all, Kamara, like Terry said, is in a really good situation this year. Drew Brees is gone. Michael Thomas is out for months. So it looks like he should be seeing 30-plus touches. Yeah, actually, um, between these two, um, it's pretty close in my opinion. Um, I'm actually going to go with Derrick Henry here. And I the reason is uh, he rushed for over 2,000 yards last season. Um, and I just don't really have many questions uh, about him. He's never really been injury prone. Um, he doesn't have any question marks in terms of his quarterback or his workload in the offense. We know what Derrick Henry is. We know he's going to rush for uh, a, a boatload of yards. Um, I think with Kamara, my only thing is, like, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. If it ends up being Taysom Hill, maybe he takes away rush attempts from Kamara. Maybe he, you know, doesn't check down as often as he should. Or maybe that's the case with Jameis Winston. Winston forces the ball downfield, but maybe doesn't want to check it down as much. So I feel like there's just a lot of question marks. Obviously, Kamara is the higher ceiling, if we're being honest. But I think if I'm drafting in the first round, I want, like, safety and security. And that's like, that's just my opinion. I, I feel like that I'd be safer going uh, with Derrick Henry. So I'm going to choose Henry, but I guess, Nate, who would you draft between the two? Um, I think I'd still go with um, Alvin Kamara. He did, I think in terms of fantasy points per game, I think Kamara has um, a higher fantasy points per game by about like two points. And he did have um, a higher fantasy total than Derrick Henry as well. So I think I'd go with Alvin Kamara. All right, and um, I guess moving to the next set of running backs, two guys uh, that I feel are pretty close to each other as well, uh, J.K. Dobbins and Chris Carson, the, both the lead backs in their respective offenses. Uh, I guess, Mete, this time I'll get to you. Uh, which of these two would you rather draft? I'd rather go with J.K. Dobbins, honestly. Uh, Dobbins is entering his sophomore year, and the Ravens love running the ball. And now that Mark Ingram's gone, I think – uh, J.K. Dobbins will be the starting running back in Baltimore. All right. Uh, Nate, what do you think about that? Which of these two would you rather draft? Um, It was kind of um hard for me to pick because I feel like J.K. Dobbins has more um potential, if that makes sense. But um, Chris Carson was able to get um, more, tar more targets, although Dobbins wasn't starting, so... It's like, I mean, Dobbins might get like more targets, but like, for example, I guess for um, rushing and catching, I feel like Carson might be better in terms of that. So who would you prefer between the two? Um, I guess I'd go with Chris Carson. All right, Terry, what do you think about that? Which of these two would you rather draft? Yeah, I'll go with Carson. Uh, honestly, J.K. Dobbins still got a guy named Gus Edwards. 
being running back two in that locker room. So I just don't honestly trust teams that have two running backs in fantasy. I got to go with the guy that gets the uh, most of the carries, and that's Carson. All right. Uh, this one was really close for me. I think I pretty much had these guys back to back. Um, you honestly can't go wrong with either player if you're picking. Um, but I personally would take J.K. Dobbins uh, just because I feel like, you know, the Ravens, they're run heavy for the most part. Um, and I mean, they can support two running backs. They've supported three running backs at a time before in fantasy. Um, I also have questions with Chris Carson's durability. He hasn't pretty much played a season in the last three years where he was fully healthy. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, there has never been questions about his health. So that's probably the tiebreaker for me. They're honestly tied for me, but I would probably side with uh, Dobbins just for that. Um, also, I think, Nate, you mentioned he's younger. So, um, And also you mentioned more targets, and that's something I definitely like with Dobbins as well. So um, that's probably why I would side with him over Chris Carson. But uh, uh, between the next two running backs that I have here, uh, between Tony Pollard and Niam Hines, um, I guess, Mete, I'll start with you. Uh, which of these two guys would you rather draft? Yeah, I'm going to draft Tony Pollard, and that's not because I'm a delusional Cowboys fan, but I think Naeem Hines is a third-string running back, in my opinion, behind Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, and Tony Pollard is the second-string running back. So I feel like Pollard will, be, will have more uh, touches this season. All right, bouncing to you, Nate. Uh, which of these two guys would you rather draft? Um, I didn't really take the depth chart into account, but um, Pollard did have um, higher fantasy points per game and more targets. I mean, Hines had more targets and higher fantasy points per game than um, Tony Pollard, so I'd go with Hines. And then, Terry, what do you think about these two? Who would you rather draft? I agree with the Cowboys fan here. Uh, Mac is... If it wasn't for Max's injury, he would have been running back one or two. Uh, that decision is up to you guys, and Hines would have been the third stringer. And with that said, Pollard is always going to be that, how should I say, handcuff to Ezekiel Elliott. So that's why you got to draft him over Hines. Yeah, um, I was looking at these two players. Um, they're pretty much... Uh, even for me, but I, I guess I looked at the pros and cons. Uh, I feel like Nynam Hines is, he has more of a week to week value. You can roll him in there in your flex and he's most likely going to get a few catches. He's the, he's the main third down guy for the Colts. Um, uh, he, he should have more flex appeal week to week than Pollard, but Pollard is the better handcuff running back. If anything happened to Ezekiel Elliott, he's the guy that's rolled in there right away and he'll have standalone value. Um, potentially uh, RB1, RB2 value. So um, it just depends on the situation when you're drafting. Um, if I was drafting, I would probably take Nynim Hines just because he has that multiple touchdown upside that we saw in multiple games last year. Um, even if he's running behind both Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack, they're still rolling him out on third downs. They're still rolling him out in the, the red zone like they've been doing, and he's just been producing. So I think I am going to go with Nynim Hines here. Um, and then I guess one more uh, running back comparison here um, that I want to look at between uh, different teams. Uh, we have J.D. McKissick and we have James White. Uh, I'm just going to start here and say that I pretty much had these two tied before the trade that happened earlier. But after seeing Sony Michelle leave New England, I think James White definitely has a higher fantasy value than McKissick. 
obviously the Patriots are a run first offense, which uh, definitely favors running backs. And even if there's three to four running backs in that, um, that team's backfield, um, James White, we know what his role is. He's the third down guy. He's going to get the catches. He's going to get the red zone work. Um, and I think that McKissick's uh, production last year was sort of a result of Alex Smith just checking the ball down a lot, which I don't feel like is going to be the case this season with Fitzpatrick. So I'll definitely take James White. But I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts? Who would you rather draft? Um, I think I would still take uh, J.D. McKissick. I think that um, he had more rush attempts and more targets than James White. So, yeah. All right. And uh, Terry, who would you rather draft between these two? This is honestly a tough one. We know Gibson is the bell cow down in Washington. So with that said, it's a handcuff with McKissick. But on the other hand, you have James White, as you said, brought up the point of the trade and that does bring up his value. Uh, I'm not sure where he's being drafted currently, but I'm assuming probably running back three, running back four range now. Uh, I got to go white just because of the upside, even before an injury happens. Back to you. And then Mete, I guess, which of these two would you rather draft? Yeah, I'm going with JT. J.D. McKissick, uh, both McKissick and White, I think they have similar roles where they're going to be the pass catching back. And James White, like you said, plays in New England where it looks like there's always a running back committee. So with McKissick being in the less crowded backfield, I think he's going to see more snaps. So, yeah, I'd go with McKissick. All right. And uh, let's move now into, I guess, running uh, backfields that are kind of uh, undecided. So you got two guys um, that are drafted uh, from the team at similar uh, draft positions. Um, I guess we'll start uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. We got Chase Edmonds there and we got James Conner in that backfield. I guess, Matt, I'll start with you this time. Which of these two would you rather draft? Yeah, for now, I take Chase Edmonds. It seems like he's going to be the starting running back, but I mean, he showed some flashes last season of what he could do, but he's going to have to do it consistently for a full year. And I wouldn't be surprised if James Conner became the running back, uh, became the starting running back there. All right, Nate, what about you? Which would you rather draft? I think I'd take um, Chase Edmonds as well, mainly just because he's starting. And Terry, do you have the same opinion? It's tough. Split backfields are something I try to stay away from, but since I'm talking about this right now, I got to go with the younger guy, Chase. He's less injury prone compared to James Conner. And when, and we all know in the NFL, when you do get labeled injury prone, it kind of puts you at a slight disadvantage against your competition or even your brethren in your own locker room. So I got to go with Chase here. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you guys. I'll take Chase Edmonds as well. I think if I was in a standard league, I might like James Conner because it looks like he might be the goal line back there. So obviously touchdowns, higher value in standard leagues. But uh, half point PPR, you got to roll with the guy that's getting the third down work. Um, he might even be getting more than the third down work because you guys are saying that he's going to be the starter. So um, yeah, I definitely like the appeal of Chase Edmonds. And if he has a solid year, I mean, they're going to keep him as the starter. So that's definitely going to be a good thing if you're drafting him. Um, let's get to Tampa Bay's backfield here. 
Obviously, I didn't include the third man here because he's most likely not going to get a lot of work. But I went with Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Um, I guess this time, Terry, I'll start with you. Uh, which of these two uh, would you rather draft in fantasy? Got to go with the guy that's been hot in the playoffs. Got to go with Fournette here. Uh, I believe he was hot in the playoffs. Kind of forgot about the NFC last year in the playoffs. But honestly, Fournette seems like the guy to go to. If you're just basing it off the stats from last year, you probably choose uh, Ronald Jones. And I don't blame you, but you got to go with the hotter hand from the postseason. And I believe Fournette was the hotter hand. And I do agree with you. Giovanni Bernardi is going to be a scrub in the offense. All right. And uh, Nate, getting to you, uh, which of these two guys would you rather draft? Um, I guess it just comes down to um, who's going to get more starts. And um, it looks like, for example, on like sites like ESPN, they're, they're predicting um, Fournette to be starting. So if you assume that he's uh, going to be starting, he's probably going to be a better pickup. I think Fournette does have a higher ceiling if you look into um, his uh, career with like Jacksonville, for, for example. So, yeah. Yeah, I think looking at this offense, uh, one main thing I noticed, especially last season, you sort of had Ronald Jones in at like first and second down. Then they brought Fournette in on like third down and uh, potentially some of the goal line work that Ronald Jones wasn't doing. Um, and then if you compare their stats from last year, uh, Ronald Jones had a 5.1 yards per carry, which is crazy for running backs. And Leonard Fournette only had a 3.8. So uh, I really like Ronald Jones here. I know through the playoffs, he battled injury, which is why Leonard Fournette kind of sort of took that main role. But I still feel like Ronald Jones, he had the better season last year. He seems to be the better running back there. And he has a defined role. I mean, if they are ahead in games, they're going to be using Ronald Jones. If they're behind, they might lean into Fournette a little more. And I like this Tampa Bay team to be ahead in most games. So I am going to go with Ronald Jones here. He seems like the safer option. Fournette, he'll have those boom games, but then he could bust really hard in other games. And I really don't like that volatility. So I'm going to go with Ronald Jones. But I guess, Mete, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I totally agree with Terry. I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette as well. Like he said, he had an amazing playoff run, and I feel like the coaching staff is going to trust him more now. And, I mean, if you're going off last season, Jones was the starter, but Fournette's the better pass catcher. So if Jones is given more rush attempts, I think Fournette can still give you good value as he's the third down back there. Yeah, and um, one last backfield we'll get to. It's the San Francisco 49ers backfield. Um, I guess I'll just start here by saying that I believe both backs will be fantasy relevant as San Francisco is a run-first offense. I believe if you draft either Raheem Mostert or Trey Sermon, then you'll be drafting a guy that you can pretty much insert in your lineup, whether flex or, or higher than that. So um, I definitely like both guys. I'm going to lean towards Trey Sermon uh, just because uh, he's the younger back. He has less injury concerns. I know Raheem Mostert has missed so many games over the past two or three seasons. Um, And yeah, uh, especially if um, Trey Sermon gets off to a hot start, probably going to lean into him and probably they'll lean into him in the red zone as well as because he's more of an inside runner. I definitely like him in the red zone as well. So if he's the man getting the touchdowns, I'll take Trey Sermon, but I guess, Nate, uh, who would you rather draft? Um, I guess 
I'm going off the assumption that Mostert is probably going to get the most um, rushing attempts and stuff like that. So I would go with Mostert, and I'm I'm kind of biased against uh, rookies for the most part. So yeah. All right, and um, I guess getting to you, Mete, uh, which of these two would you rather draft? Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree with you, James. I would go with Trey Sermon as well. Uh, he's the rookie, younger guy. I feel like in split backfields or committees, whatever, I feel like rookies, at, by the end of the year, they end up winning the majority of the carries. And let's look at a guy we just talked about, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, at the start of the season, he was barely getting any touches. And I, I think at the end, he was getting the majority of the touches. So, yeah, football and especially running back, I think is a young man's game. And so I go with Trey Sermon. All right, getting to you, Terry, uh, which of these two would you rather draft? I'll go with Trey here. Uh, as points Mente just brought up, he's the younger guy. <clears throat> and with the running back, you have the assumption of a short NFL career. And I said it before, probably at the start of the summer, NFL doesn't stand for National Football League. It stands for not for long. And Mozart might be on the way out from San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with you there. Uh, Mostert has bounced around a little bit. He seems to be that guy that fits Shanahan's offense, but... Um, I mean, they traded up to get Trey Sermon this past uh, draft, so they clearly see him as a guy there. So uh, I definitely agree with that. Um, let's just move into wide receivers now. Um, we'll start with two guys inside the top five uh, going in drafts. Uh, it'll be Calvin Ridley and DeAndre Hopkins. I guess, Nate, I'll start with you. Which of these two would you rather draft? Um, I kind of uh, like Calvin Ridley over uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I feel like um, Calvin Ridley is uh, more efficient as a catch, if that makes sense. All right. Um, Terry, getting to you, uh, these two guys, they're both going in the top five. Uh, which of them would you rather draft? Hopkins, he's been doing it for so long. He's has the physical ability to catch it over some of the more talented DBs in the league. Gotta go with the guy that's been doing it for a long time. All right. And I guess getting to you, Mate, uh, which of these two players would you rather draft? Yeah, I agree with Terry. I'm also taking DeAndre Hopkins. Like he said, he's been doing it for so long. And I think he's easily a top three wide receiver right now in the NFL. So, I mean, those are all in his favor, especially with him playing with the better quarterback, I feel like, out of. Hopkins and Ridley I think Murray is better than Matt Ryan for now and then I feel like Ridley will have a breakout year but yeah I wouldn't go Ridley over Hopkins like I said he's a top three wide receiver all right and um, I think I'm going to side with Nate here I am going to go with Calvin Ridley and I'll try to make a case for it because I know DeAndre Hopkins like I mentioned in a previous episode he's had over 150 targets in the last six straight seasons, which is pretty impressive. That's security right there. But uh, last season, Calvin Ridley, he had about, I think, 10 or so less targets than Hopkins. He still finished with more fantasy points per game. Uh, obviously, that receiving room is not as crowded as it is in Arizona. Um, and I believe that the Falcons pass the ball a lot more. They're going to be down in games more than the Cardinals will. Um Calvin Ridley also had a higher 
um, amount of targets and receiving yards when Julio Jones wasn't in the lineup. And I mean, Julio Jones is gone now. I believe he had at least 10 more yards per game and two more catches per game. Um, yeah, he's he's just primed for a breakout year. I think that a hot take might even be that Calvin Ridley could finish as the number one right, wide receiver by the end of the season uh, if all falls in his favor. So I'm definitely liking that upside. Uh, Hopkins, if you want a secure option, take him. But if you're looking uh, to go you know, for maybe the breakout wide receiver of the year, I'm definitely going to lean with Calvin Ridley there. So I definitely like uh, your choice, Nate. Um, yeah, uh, the next set of receivers I have is Brandon Ayuk versus Deontay Johnson. This time, Terry, I'll start with you. Uh, which of these two guys would you rather draft? Let's go with Brandon Ayuk and the wideout room down in San Francisco isn't as crowded as the one in Pittsburgh. And with that being said, a majority of the time when there's three talented wideouts, not, I would say like not two of them usually recover in their, I don't know, ADP or whatever you want to call it. And with that said, I got to go with Ayuk and he just got to play with Debo Samuels. And with that said, both of them can produce when it comes to their fantasy production, if that makes any sense. All right. And Mete, getting to you, which of these two receivers would you rather draft? I'd actually rather draft Deontay Johnson. Uh, he saw 144 targets last season. And if he can just stop dropping passes, he'll have an even bigger year this season. And also the Steelers love to throw the ball, especially short throws. And for a slot receiver, I feel like that's heaven. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Mete, also. I'd rather go with Deontay Johnson. Uh, he's the number one receiving option in Pittsburgh. Like you mentioned, uh, more pass-heavy offense. Um, compared to the 49ers, uh, he had almost 10 targets per game, which is pretty much fantasy heaven when it comes to wide receivers. And, I mean, he is the most talented wide receiver in this offense. Uh, we saw uh, that he is Ben Roethlisberger's favorite wide receiver, so I have no reason to doubt his production, especially with that large amount of targets compared to Ayuk. So I will lean with Deontay Johnson, but Nate, I guess, which of these two would you rather draft? Um, I kind of like Brandon Ayuk more. Um, I guess this is another example of like a wide receiver who is um, more efficient than Deontay Johnson, although Johnson is really talented and I think the Steelers are deeper um, in t than the 49ers in terms of wide receiver depth. And I think that's going to kind of force them to throw to Ayuk a little bit more this season. All right. And uh, moving to the next set of wide receivers, we got Tyler Boyd and Debo Samuel. So another 49er in here. Um, this time, Matt Tay, I'll start with you. Which of these two guys would you rather draft? Yeah, again, I'm not going for the 49er receiver. I take Tyler Boyd here. Uh, like you said, uh, for Calvin Ridley, I think he's on a bad team, which should mean the Bengals throw a lot this season. And he has two 1,000 plus yard seasons in his resume. So, yeah, he's a great receiver. Also, he's got Joe Burrow. I think he's a better quarterback than Trey Lance and Garoppolo. So that also helps him. Yeah, I think I'm leaning mostly the same way as you. I got Tyler Boyd also. Um, he's the slot receiver in this Bengals offense, which means he's going to be targeted if Joe Burrow feels pressure right away. He's going to probably try and dump it off. If Joe Mixon's not open, he's going to dump it off to Tyler Boyd. I definitely like his chance of getting 
maybe, you know, five to six targets per game. And we'll see what he does with that. Um, Debo Samuel, I know they'll run him off the line of scrimmage sometimes, but I don't feel like he has a consistent stream of targets that the Bengals will sort of have in their offense. So yeah, Matt, I'm going to agree with you and go with Tyler Boyd, but I guess, uh, Terry, which of these two receivers would you rather draft? Honestly, I would go with Debo Samuels. Um, honestly, with the point I just made with the Steelers wide out locker room, I gotta go with the Niners locker room instead. Not to mention, I feel like Burrow had more chemistry with guys like Higgins and with his college teammate, Jamar Chase. And Boyd is honestly going to be in some games forgotten about. And that's why I just want to side with Debo Samuel a little bit more. In some plays, he can get thrown on maybe a two-yard, three-yard pass, and then he can break off for maybe a 25-yard gain. And with that said, I got to go with Debo here. All right, and what about you, Nate? Which of these two would you rather draft? I feel like it might be close this season, but um, I think Boyd kind of has a chance of um, being a little bit higher than uh, Debo Samuel, um, mainly because I think Tyler Boyd did have a higher amount of targets. I mean, Boyd might end up getting less targets, but um, I guess so far, um, Debo has had less targets overall in his career than Tyler Boyd. So, yeah. I guess, Terry, you're the only one fading the Bengals player. Is that as a Bengals fan or is that just as a fantasy owner? Honestly, it's just Mente's eye test of anything outside of that. Don't really got nothing else to say. <laughs> All right. And uh, I guess uh, we'll move to the next set of wide receivers. Uh, it's going to be Elijah Moore and Jalen Waddell. Um, yeah, I'll get to these two first. Um, this time, Nate, I'll start with you. Uh, two rookies, uh, both drafted uh, into the same division. Uh, which of these two would you rather draft? Um, it's going to be a little bit tough because they're both um, rookies. I think if you wanted a safe pick, you should go with Waddle because the Dolphins are a stronger team than the Jets. But um, I would think Elijah Moore had more receptions than uh, Jalen Waddle, and he's projected to um, have a higher volume of targets on the Jets. So I go with more. Um, yeah, I think in college, it might've been because of Jalen Waddle's injury um, that he didn't see as many targets last season. But yeah, I understand your point. Um, Terry, I guess getting to you between Elijah Moore and Jalen Waddle, which of these two would you rather draft? I want to go with Waddle just because he has a more consistent quarterback with Tua Tagovailoa. And outside of that, he's I believe he's the slot wide out right now I'm not a thousand percent sure so hopefully he's that safety blanket tool yeah I'm gonna have to agree with you on that I've got Jalen Waddle also um I I feel like that Elijah Moore although both these two players are slot receivers I feel like Jameson Crowder could sort of steal some of that slot work from Moore just because uh they didn't cut Crowder they just renegotiated his contract so he's still going to be there on the team um, but yeah, I'd take Jalen Waddle, like someone mentioned, uh, he's in a, the better offense. I mean, Will Fuller is going to be out to start the season. So definitely that'll open up more targets for him. Plus he has that speed and sort of big playability. Uh, so yeah, all those reasons make me like, uh, Jalen Waddle, but I guess Mete, which of these two players would you rather draft? 
I'm gonna draft Elijah Moore actually. Uh, I think the Dolphins' wide receiver room is too crowded. Uh, for and for the hundredth time, the Jets are the worst team. And when you're on the worst team, you're gonna be behind in games. When you're behind in games, you like to throw. So yeah, I think it works out in Elijah Moore's favor. Yeah, honestly, I think these two players are being drafted around the the same area. So um, they're both rookies. Uh. Let's just see which one uh, breaks out this year. And uh, two more wide receivers I want to compare here. We've got Jarvis Landry and we've got Marvin Jones. Um, I guess, Terry, I'll start with you here. Which of these two would you rather draft? That's a tough one. I'll go with Jarvis Landry. Uh, For once, I'm actually going to go with a Browns player just because of the fact that he is that safety blanket for the system quarterback in – What's his name again? Nathan Baker, Alcott. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so with that said, uh, I got to go Landry over one of the juniors down in Jacksonville. And let's not forget the three talented wideouts, DJ Chark, LaViscus Chanel Jr., and Marvin Jones Jr. So as I said before, whether it be with the Bengals or the Steelers, one of those guys are going to pop off and you're playing a risky game with odds when you choose one of the three guys. So that's all I got to say. All right, Mete, uh, which of these two players would you rather draft? I'm going with Marvin Jones, actually. I think the Browns are a run-heavy offense. And like I've been saying, Jones is on a bad team. They're going to throw a lot, and it helps them out. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is also going to help them out, and Odell Beckham Jr. returning is kind of bad news for Jarvis Landry. Yeah, um, you pretty much covered all the points I wanted to see. I think I'd rather draft Marvin Jones as well. Um, One point that you didn't mention, because I know you mentioned that, yeah, the Jags are probably going to be passing more because they're not going to be as good of a team. Uh, The Browns are run heavy. Odell's back, um, all those things. But Marvin Jones also knows this offense because the offensive coordinator came from the Detroit Lions, where Marvin Jones just came from. And it looks like in training camp, he's one of Trevor Lawrence's favorite targets. So he could end up being the wide receiver one in this offense. Uh, And if he is, um, he's pretty much a solid pickup where he's being drafted. So I definitely like that appeal with uh, Marvin Jones. But I guess I'll ask you, Nate, you're a Browns fan. Uh, Would you rather take Jarvis Landry or would you rather take Marvin Jones? I really like Jarvis Landry, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to take Marvin Jones on this, um, mainly because of points per game and targets. But, I mean, I want to say Jarvis Landry, but Marvin Jones did have higher fantasy points per game. So, Yeah, and it's pretty easy to translate those numbers from Detroit uh, to Jacksonville, considering uh, both teams were not very good at the time Jones was on their team. Uh, they both um, are going to be pass heavy. Both have the same offensive coordinators. So uh, it's pretty much just copy and paste with this guy. The production you saw with him in Detroit, you're most likely going to see with Jacksonville. So if you like that better, then that would be a reason to take him over Jarvis Landry. Uh, but let's just move to quarterbacks now. Uh, we'll start with uh, two um, quarterbacks that are going as QB1s, uh, Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers. Um, Nate, this time I'm going to start with you. Uh, which of these two would you rather draft? Um, I think Aaron Rodgers in general, I would still say he's better than Justin Herbert, but in terms of fantasy, I would pick Herbert mainly because of the rushing value, if that makes sense. 
Yep, that makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers does do some rushing, but probably not as much as Justin Herbert is probably going to do. But I guess, Terry, uh, on these two players, which would you rather draft? That's tough. I mean, Herbert, he exploded from last year. So you got to respect that, but I don't know. Give me A-Rod, honestly. He's been doing it for how long? We've all watched him when we were kids. And just adding Randall Cobb to that offense gives him another weapon to use in the passing game. And honestly, I don't feel like there's that big of a difference when it comes to rushing between the two. Maybe like 100 yards, but you're nitpicking on that after. Because how much is that worth? 10 points, maybe less, something like that? Not sure. But yeah, A-Rod over Herbie. Yeah, um... I, I just want to say this. Um, I will uh, decide to draft Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know that he was the MVP last year, and he's most likely not going to put up the same numbers that he put up last year. But, I mean, I believe he had 48 passing touchdowns, something like that. And then he had, like, two or three rushing touchdowns. Uh, those 48 passing touchdowns might come down to around, like, 41 or 42, something like that. Rushing touchdowns might stay around the same. So you're getting a pretty productive player, um, and then as for Justin Herbert, I mean, like Nate mentioned, he might have that rushing upside, but the fact that he's like a sophomore now, uh, defenses might adjust to him. It could take a hit on his value. There's a chance that he does take that boom and, you know, plays at possibly an MVP level, but then there's also that chance that he doesn't. And I think I like the stability with Aaron Rodgers a bit more. So I'm going to go with Rodgers, but I guess Mete, which would you rather draft? Yeah, I'm also drafting Aaron Rodgers. Uh if these two are up and I'm looking for a quarterback, why should I gamble on a sophomore who's only had one good season versus a guy who's an MVP candidate, it seems like, every single year? All right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, I sort of had the same opinion. Um, he might not play at an MVP level, but it's very consistent. Uh, they got a great offense down there in Green Bay. Uh, but the Chargers should also be very good. So it, it should be a tough decision when you get up to the draft board between these two. Um, and then I guess just another two quarterbacks, uh, more packet, uh, pocket passer type guys. Uh, you got uh, Kirk Cousins down in Minnesota and you got Matt Ryan uh, up there in Atlanta. Um, uh, I'm going to start here. Um, I think I'm going to go with Matt Ryan, uh, to be honest. Um, I feel like Atlanta is going to be a little bit more pass heavy. I know Matt Ryan can turn over the ball sometimes a little bit more than Kirk Cousins, but I think I'm willing to live with that uh, if he's going to be getting me the passing yards and he's going to be getting me the passing touchdowns. Uh, I think overall Kirk Cousins is safer in the fact that he rarely turns over the ball. Uh, he knows when to throw the ball out of bounds and so on, but I feel like he's capped with the fact that Minnesota just runs the ball way too much in their offense. Um, and yeah, especially when they get into the red zone, they're not going to throw a whole lot of times, especially since red zone target Kyle Rudolph is gone now. Um, yeah, I'll definitely side with Matt Ryan, but I guess, Nate, getting to you, which of these two would you rather draft? Um, I feel like um, if you like um, the ceiling of Matt Ryan, you can kind of go with him, but um, I think I had Matt Ryan last season and it was just kind of frustrating to see your, your fantasy and um, you, you kind of like see the streakiness of Matt, Matt Ryan. Some weeks he does amazing. Some weeks it's kind of disappointing. So I guess based on that, I'd go with Kirk Cousins. 
So you're pretty much saying you'd rather go with the stability of Kirk Cousins over like the volatility of Matt Ryan. Yeah. All right. And uh, Terry, getting to you, which of these two would you rather draft? I honestly got to go with Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson wants to prove a point, and I feel like he'll try to edge Kirk Cousins by saying, come on, out of it in the blitz, or not in the blitz, but in the huddle, if anything. So with that said, I got to go with Cousins, especially with the fact that, as Nathan mentioned, there's some volatility with Matt Ryan due to the fact that this is going to be year one without his franchise wideout, Julio Jones. So got to go with, you like that? So. All right. Um, I don't like that, but I guess you like that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Betty, I'll get to you. Uh, which of these two would you draft? Yeah, I'd also go with Matt Ryan. I mean, I'm guessing these two guys would be your quarterback, too. And when you have a stable quarterback one, you can just go for the guy with the higher upside. And I think that's Matt Ryan. Like you said, James, the Vikings love to run with Dalvin Cook. And Falcons should be worse than the Vikings this year. So I think they're going to be more pass heavy. And that's why I'd go with Ryan. Yeah, I pretty much agree with all of your points. Um, Both of these quarterbacks drafted in the same range, like most of these players. So you probably can't go wrong with either of the two. But I guess there's different perks to drafting each one. Uh, But let's move to tight ends now. Um, Let's start with some tight end ones. Um, let's start with Darren Waller and George Kittle. Uh, this time, Terry, starting with you, which of these two would you rather draft? Jimmy Waller has more opportunities in his offense compared to Kittle. With Kittle, you have to deal with guys like Ayuk and Debo. And the majority of the time, I feel like, yeah, he is a great tight end, but sometimes he might get overlooked, especially if the rookie doesn't have biases like Jimmy. Yeah, um, I definitely um, see what you're saying there. Um, it's just a, a more pass-heavy uh, offense. Uh, I don't know. I think it depends. Uh, I am going to go with George Kittle. I feel like people are, are sort of sleeping on him uh, because of the injury last year. People the year before were comparing him to even potentially being on the level with Travis Kelsey. And uh, it seems like uh, within one year, that entire opinion has changed, but it's not going to change my opinion. I mean, this guy gets like borderline eight or nine targets per game, which is insane for a tight end. Um, and I guess just the production is just like, um, it's pretty close to what you're getting with Travis Kelsey. Um, I, I feel like that I'd rather uh, take George Kittle for that upside. I know Darren Waller, um, he, he is that main target, but George Kittle is the main target in his offense as well. Um, I'm drafting strictly for upside, so I take George Kill. But I guess Nate, which of these two would you rather draft? I was actually leaning towards um, George Kittle, but I guess I was just double checking um, fantasy points per game, and I think this season Daryl Waller, Daryl Waller was able to get 14.1, which is um, higher than Kittle got throughout his entire career. But it kind of depends on um, if you go far, far, far enough back. Um, George Kittle has been over 10 fantasy points per game, like throughout his entire career. And this is kind of um, not the first time for Darrell Wall. It's like the second time he's gone over 10 fantasy points per game. So it kind of depends where um, you're projecting Darren, Darren Waller, but I think he's going to do really good this season. So who would you take between the two? I'd take Darren Waller. 
And uh, to you, Mete, out of these two, would you would you rather draft? Yeah, I'm also going to be drafting Darren Waller. Uh, he's had an amazing last two seasons, uh, two straight years with 1,100-plus yards. Also, he's a bigger target. And I think Vegas is going to be more pass-heavy, like I've been saying this whole video. I think they're going to be the worst team. They're going to fall behind and throw more. So, yeah, I'd go with Darren Waller. All right, and let's move now to some tight end twos. Um, I'll start off by mentioning these two player names. Um, I'll start off with mentioning Gerald Everett and Blake Jarwin. This time, Mette, I'm going to start with you. Uh, between these two players, who would you rather draft? I'd actually draft Gerald Everett. I, uh, now that he's out of Los Angeles, I think he's going to be a tight end one for Seattle. And even in Tyler Higby's shadows, uh, he was fantasy relevant most weeks. So, yeah. And I'm not sure if Blake Jarvin will be the tight end one in Dallas. I mean, Dalton Schultz had a pretty solid year last season filling in for Jarvin. So I'd go with Everett right now. I feel like he's a safer bet. All right, uh, Terry, I'm going to move to you now. Uh, between these two guys, who would you rather draft? Whatever. Especially with the reports coming out of camp saying he will be more used in the offense down in Seattle. So got to go with Everett just due to the fact of that report alone. And I'm trying to avoid saying anything negative about Jarwin this episode. All right. And yeah, I heard that same report coming out of the camp as well, that Russell Wilson is really uh, wanting to use him in the offense, especially in the red zone, which is definitely key. I'm going to go with Gerald Everett as well. Uh, he seems to be that third receiving option down there in Seattle behind um, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So I definitely like his opportunities in terms of getting targets and getting red zone opportunities. Jarwin is the fourth option or worse in Dallas because who knows whether Tony Pollard will become a big target there as well. So um, honestly, I just think that um, between the two, uh, they're both going to be tight end twos, uh, but the one that has the chance to sort of become a tight end one for me is going to be Gerald Everett. So I'm going to go with him, but I guess Nate between these two, who would you rather take? Um, I think even if Blake Jarwin does end up being the starter, I would still take um Gerald, I mean, yeah, I would still take Gerald uh, Everett, even if Blake Jarwin ends up being the starter. Um, I think Gerald Everett has a higher season. Um, I think Gerald Everett has had a higher fantasy points per game than Blake Jarwin all throughout both of their careers. So, yeah. All right. And uh, let me just throw the name Adam Trotman into the mix, because I know this was a pretty heated debate a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> Uh, Terry doesn't want to talk, but I am going to go to Terry. Um, throw Adam Trotman in between these two tight ends. Out of those three, give me an order uh, which you would draft between Adam Trotman, Gerald Everett, and Blake Jarwin. Killing me here, James. Come on. That's tough. With the report of Everett getting more opportunities in the room, as you and me both saw, I want to say Everett because Russell Wilson is that guy that's been doing it on a consistent basis for the 2010s. So basically the last decade. With that said, I might have to go Everett one, Troutman two, and Jarwin at three. Don't get me wrong. 
Jarwin just to make it to the NFL. I mean, we all know the odds, especially when you go through your life. And him as an athlete, I respect and all, but honestly, it, you got to balance the upside with like realisticness. So honestly, you got to put Jarwin at three. So just to summarize, Everett one, Jarwin two, Jarwin three. Yeah, Meti, I'll bounce that question to you. Out of those three guys, where would what order would you rank them? Yeah, so I'd actually go with Troutman one, I feel like. Uh, when we were doing the recording a couple episodes ago, I never took into consideration that Michael Thomas is hurt, and so they're going to need a main target in New Orleans, and it's probably going to be Kamara, Callaway, just had an amazing week. So after those two, I think... Trotman can see a lot of work. And then I definitely have Everett at two as well. Uh, like I said, I think he's a safer bet over Jarvin. Uh, there's just way too many targets in Dallas. And I don't even know if he's going to start this season. So Jarvin would have to be last for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go Everett, uh, Trotman, and then Jarwin. But I think that depends on who's the quarterback for New Orleans. If it's Jameis Winston, yeah, I'll keep Trotman at the second guy. But if it ends up being Taysom Hill, I think I might prefer Blake Jarwin just because, I mean, if Dallas is going to be passing for, like, what, 400 yards a game, he's going to have his targets. He's going to have his catches, his yards, and potentially his touchdowns. So um, Everett would still be the top option for me. But then I know, Mete, you were talking about, I guess, targets there in New Orleans. I mean, you mentioned Marcus Callaway. Uh, Traquan Smith is now fully healthy, so he's going to be coming back in for the preseason this week. Uh, and then, yeah, you mentioned Adam Trotman. I feel like he's going to be the third guy there. So uh, if Winston's a quarterback, they'll be more pass heavy. Trotman's definitely going to be better than Jarwin, but Taysom Hill's there. I just can't see Trotman being a solid fantasy option, so I would probably take Jarwin over him. But I guess, Nate, what's your opinion on those three? I think it comes down to how many um, targets is Adam Trotman going to have. Um, in terms of catching, I don't think there's any question about how good Adam Trotman is. Um, he did get 15 receptions out of 16 targets, but he only got 16 targets. So if he ends up getting like under 30 targets, he's not um, really going to be worth drafting. So I would still take him last, mainly because there's so many questions in terms of how many targets he's going to get. Yeah, that's a perfectly viable answer. Um, we just don't know um, what the New Orleans offense is going to look like. Uh, we, we saw how dynamic Jameis Winston can be as a quarterback uh, in the last preseason game, but um, who knows whether uh, Sean Payton's going to be more confident in rolling out Taysom Hill. Uh, there's just a lot of question marks there. I think sort of the point that we're trying to make is I think we would just prefer Jared, Gerald Everett overall because it looks like this new offensive coordinator for the Seahawks wants to make the offense more pass heavy. So that definitely benefits anyone uh, in the, in terms of receiving options for the Seahawks. But I guess um, whether it's comes to any of the positions or whether it comes to drafting, I guess, Terry, do you have any last thoughts? I have a question for you guys now since, and it has to do with tight ends. Who would you rather draft between the three of these guys? And in order, if, you needed to Logan Thomas, Robert Toydan, and Tyler Higby. Uh, James, you can go first if you want. 
Yeah, I think I'd have them in reverse order. I'd go Higby, Tanyan, and Logan Thomas, but I'd probably be fine with drafting either of the three. I'd draft the one that falls to me, to be honest. I, would, I wouldn't go out of my way to reach for them. I feel like they're all pretty even in my opinion. So I'd probably just draft the one that falls to me, but I don't know about you guys. What about you, Nate? Honestly, I'm not really too sure. Um, yeah, I don't really know. I guess maybe I would go with um, Tyler Higby first and then uh, maybe Tanya and then Thomas. And then Matty. I think I'll go Tyler Higby one. And then I think I'd go Logan Thomas second. Uh, I feel like Washington doesn't have the greatest targets there. So it kind of works out for him. And then Robert Tanya third. What about you, Terry? Honestly, I was going to ask you guys for the opinion because I'm kind of iffy on who to rank higher and who didn't rank lower. I mean, with that said, Mente brings up the point of Logan Thomas being a suitable number two option in that Redskins, my bad, Washington football team's offense. <laughs> and with that said, he's a big body target, as I always say, with most tight ends. And 6'6", 250, don't really got to explain that much with that. Uh, Tanyan, he's great as well. The question is, he didn't have that many yards and his touchdowns really elevated him up between the tight ends in the rankings. So you got put that into consideration. And then with Tyler Higby, honestly, that's the unknown for me because I don't really watch that much LA Rams and I really don't pay attention to their tight end room most of the time. So if you want a straight answer, Got to go with the 30-year-old, Logan Thomas, then Toyden at two, and then go Higby at three. Well, I can sort of follow that up by, I guess, just saying, um, I guess in terms of, like, the top six, would you guys agree it would be, like, Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Andrews, Hawkinson, and Pitts? Would that be, like, the consensus top six? And it doesn't matter the order, but uh, I don't know. Would, would anyone else jump in there, or is that probably going to be the first six tight ends off the board? Nathan, you want to go first on that? Um, I mean, I think that's a pretty reasonable top six. Mete, what do you think? Those six guys are probably going to be the first off the board? Yeah, uh, most leagues they should be. And I don't know, maybe some leagues you can have a guy like Tyler Higby jump in there. But mostly, yeah, it should be them six. And then, I don't know, Terry, do you think those are probably going to be the first six off the board? Five, five plus the rookie? Might as well, because, I mean, Pitts has just been getting so hyped up from the combine that you got to put him up in the top six now. So I got no complaints off of that. But year one's going to figure out where he ranks when it comes to the rest of his career. Follow-up question, though, when it comes to tight ends. No Fant or... Miami's Mike Kosicki. Who would you rather? Oh, Mete, did you want to take that? <laughs> Wait, sorry. Who'd you say? Kosicki oh. and? No offense. 
that's hard because he has got a lot of targets in all in his offense and no fan really hasn't shown me much. So I might honestly have to go with Gasicki, but uh, Teddy Bridgewater j- did just get named the starting quarterback for the Broncos, so I think that'll definitely help out Noah Fant. James, what about you? I think Noah Fant has a small injury right now. Um, I don't know how healthy he's going to be. I might lean with Gasicki, actually. I think I've been dropping Noah Fant outside of my tight end ones even. It's been... Like, I, I don't know if I can trust that offense. So, I think the Dolphins, they should get more red zone opportunities. So, yeah, give me Gasicki. And analytics, man, and Nathan, what do you think? Um, I think I'd take um, Mike Gasicki. I think he is a more efficient player overall. He got higher fantasy points per game. So, yeah. I respect that. Yeah, I guess um, – I guess outside of those six guys, it, it's pretty much just a, a jumble there. Like you can rank anyone like anywhere. Like I've seen uh, people have like Dallas Goddard. Uh, I know his situation with Zacherts isn't the best right now. Uh, you got John U. Smith who also has Hunter Henry behind him. So that's not as safe. Um, and then you got guys like Everett Trotman, you got Irv Smith, Austin Hooper, Rob Gronkowski. Like there's so many different names that you can throw in there. Um, yeah, so I feel like if you're not getting one of those top six tight ends, it's probably best to just wait and see who falls to you, in my opinion. Um, because then you can just sort of take two guys that you think, you know, one of them at least has a chance to break out. Maybe you go with both Gerald Everett and Adam Trotman, and then one of them's going to end up being your tight end one, something like that. You can lean in with like a Logan Thomas and then maybe grab like a Blake Jarwin as your backup, and then you know you have that security, if anything. So, um, yeah, I think that tight ends is going to be kind of risky um, for this season. But um, I guess if you sort of target the right offense, I think you, you might be able to have it pay off for you. But um, I guess, Mete, any last thoughts on your part? Honestly, no, I don't have much to say. <laughs> All right, Nate, anything left, whether it's on any of the positions or on drafting? Um, Not really too much. I think with tight ends – um, yeah, it's pretty much like a toss up between like a lot of people. So you just kind of got to look at each roster for yourself and try to figure it out. Yeah. I think this episode was a pretty good example of the fact that we have a different opinions on different players, especially when you get into a draft, like different people have different reasons for why they take each player. And it's good. Cause I mean, like if everyone's targeting the same players, then uh, you're going to be able to find value in, in other players, right? So maybe you might take Marvin Jones over Jarvis Landry, but if Landry falls falls low enough in the draft, of course you'd be taking him at a value, right? So um, that's what happens. You want to get the best value possible on all the players that you draft, and you you would probably just reach for someone uh, if you feel like that they could sort of be higher than what, what they're sort of being projected at. So I guess it's just definitely something to think about when you talk about uh, who you'd rather draft. So I pretty I think we had a pretty great episode uh, today, and uh, that's going to be the end of this Fanatics Football episode. Uh, make sure uh, you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcasts. Check out the podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Like, subscribe, share. Uh, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube. Leave us a review, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, this was a pretty interesting episode. 
Uh, I think well, we pretty much covered everything we wanted to cover, and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you.